Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This guy knows what he's doing, man. Let's bring him on. What's up, John? How's it going, man? Man, Bashar, it's absolute pleasure to be with you. And, man, that intro, I ain't going to lie, man. I'm pumped up, ready to go. I don't know to fight somebody. I don't know to cheer. I'm feeling it, though, man. It's been a crazy day and excited to break some of this down. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, but that site's all about, that song is all about the hype, you know? I'm just like, yeah. I sat on my computer for two hours with that beat pumping in my head. <laughs> Uh, what, should, what what do I say next to pump up our Niner fans out there? Let me just say whatever, whatever, and hope it sounds good. And that's kind of how it took place. Yeah, so um, shout out to Kali says, Bashar and John Chapman. Hey, it happened, man. I've been waiting for a long, long time. I've been doing the work, just, you know, trying to get better and better each and every day. And, you know, from that point on, I kind of built some confidence. But, hey, let me, let me tell John, uh, hey, man, you might want to come on my show one day, right? Let's make it happen, you know? <laughs> Dude, glad to be here, man. Glad to oh, be yeah. here. So, so, John, tell me this um, really quick about where you grew up and your whole life of becoming a football fan. How did, how did it happen? Do you remember how you became a 49er fan? Oh, yeah. I, I remember it vividly. I grew up in Dallas, Texas. And so, like, football is a way of life there, obviously. Played from as early as I can remember. But uh, I had a stepdad that I didn't like too much. <laughs> he was a diehard Cowboys fan. So just despite him, at nine years old, I remember it vividly, I asked him for a Jerry Rice jersey for my 10th birthday uh, he declined he would not buy it i threw a fit to my mom and so she kind of forced him to buy it. i was a manipulative kid as i am now <laughs> and um yeah so he bought me this jersey and that's where it all started i would wear it all the time it bother him especially football sundays we would argue like cats and dogs and i still have that jersey to this day but that is where it all started and here we are I don't want to say how many years later. It's a lot. And um, hey, 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 you got those boyish looks with those rosy cheeks. You know, that's right, baby. That's <laughs> right. So hey, it's all good. That's a great story, man. You know, I wish wish my story was as fun as that. But my brother, God rest his soul, he led me along the ways. My as kids, because my parents weren't really in tune with what football was at the time. You know, we kind of got them into it later. But awesome story, man. And we have somebody. Oh, this is Beto from Niner Sickness. He's saying, "Don't mention Debo Samuel, please." <laughs> oh, it's gonna happen. You know, it's oh, gonna happen. Man. Do you, so you grew up in Texas, and you wanted to spite your stepfather, and you had that Jerry Rice jersey. Do you remember the first Niner game you attended, and did you ever get to go to Levi's and Candle, uh, Candlestick back in the day, or? 
I, I did not get to go to Candlestick. Probably one of my biggest regrets in life. Uh, you know, I went. I grew up in Dallas and went to uh, college in Oklahoma, which was a big regret as well. Then grad school in Kansas City. Then I went back down to Dallas and started my coaching career. Uh, that was kind of what my plan was, to be a high school football coach. Did that for a very long time at one of the largest schools in the country, which was awesome. It was incredible. Um, but then what happened is we kind of took a turn. The family and I, we uh, became foster adoptive parents, which was a great journey. But realized very soon i went from having a bed in my coaching office and i would sleep there two to three times a week during the season because i wouldn't go home you know working 90 hours a week that's what texas high school football is unfortunately which is sad uh to having two kids at home that really needed a lot more attention than i was willing to give them uh so i had to say goodbye to coaching uh spent more time at home with the kiddos and the fam and i was like hey I got all this football stuff. I still want to keep talking, and that's where the podcast kind of came out. And that was, man, uh, uh, we're going on just over six years now. Six so. years? Whoa. Okay, yeah, it's okay. been a minute. I first heard of you possibly, and my friend Kenny's in the chat. My friend Kenny would always mention you. And I'm not sure if, you, I, if I I'm not sure if I knew who you were before he mentioned you, or, but right around that same time, he was always pumping you up, and I just remember checking you out back then. But this is, this is we're saying, 2018. I don't make prior to 2018. I just don't remember you. Maybe I, I, just, I missed out, but I was doing a great job, potatoes man. for a while, man, mm -hmm. before uh, the channel kind of took off. And so it, since then, it's been kind of a whirlwind. And now, you know, I'm no longer uh, teaching. This is my last year teaching, going full time, uh, just podcasting and putting content out there and trying to build the community. That, that's one of the things I'm big on building the community relationships through meetups and just, you know, whether it's Zoom hangouts or if it's actual physical meetups at all these away games and the NFL draft and things like that that is awesome if that you're going to be going full-time at this that's unheard of for a lot of people but congratulations to you that's a you, hey man you start you grinded man i mean i didn't know who you were prior to that you said you six years i knew about it you a few a years minute. back yeah so for all those people starting out with the podcasting you know look where i'm at i'm not i'm not booming i don't have a thousand subscribers yet but i got passion i got love for this and if you got passion you got love for the game or whatever it is you may want to go on youtube for Hey, go go ahead and do it, man. You never know. Just as long as you love it, something big may come out. On case in point, John Chapman right here, our guest. Yeah, so so that's cool, man. Um, that's pretty awesome. Do, do you remember your first experiences as far as meeting 49er players? Because I know you've met plenty, and you probably have an amazing story to go with a meeting meeting a 49er player. Because I've seen your pictures, man. <laughs> man, I, I've been really, really lucky recently. I now I can tell you, like I remember Ricky running waters probably most vividly as one of the first players and i didn't even meet him you know I, I went to the game early to watch players warm up and i was just sitting down on the side and you know watching them warm up that was incredible uh and, and like I, I loved that dude and so just watching him warm up you know usually younger kids they kind of drive towards the running back position just because it was a star position uh he was killing it at that time that was awesome but probably my best or favorite moment thus far uh was doing shots with frank gore hanging out before the super bowl in miami that was a mount rushmore that type sounds like a lot of fun that sounds like uh, i'm not gonna get into detail of that i could just already imagine how <laughs> awesome how fun i gotta a have time. a shot with you one day by the way um oh when, don't ask me it, twice Go ahead and do this. Plug it right now, and we'll get plug it before we do our mock draft. Plug your little thing that you're doing with the draft. I unfortunately won't be able to make it, but I know you're doing a lot of big things, and I got to check you out one of these days, man. Yeah, if you want to hang out with 49ers, uh, actual 49ers, we have rented out um, a club in Las Vegas on the Strip at the Mandalay Bay, and we have not one but two, Fred Warner and Elijah Mitchell are coming out. It is a small 
you know, very, very intimate party with nothing but Niners fans, exclusive party, open bar, food covered. We're going to be live day one and day two of the draft. Uh, we got tickets still available. So if you want to meet and greet and hang out with these guys, 49ers, uh, we've got lots of content creators there broadcasting live the entire time. Head to 49ersrushroadtrip.com. 49ersrushroadtrip.com. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to have them live on air. We're going to be interviewing them during the draft. And now with the Debo stuff, I said the word that shouldn't be said. <laughs> Days one uh, might be a little bit more uh, yeah. entertaining it, than we thought. It took, yeah, I, I went on the mock draft website today, and I was just like, you know what? I, I got to brush up on these damn first-round wide receivers. What's wrong with me, man? I got to look stupid going into today's show. <laughs> so so we'll, we'll get into that part later. Hey, for those who haven't forgot what he said about the whole um, website that he has, go to the description box, box of this video. I did put it on there as well, the 49ers rush home. You know, thing that they do when they go, they even they do meetups at games and everything. And I swear, one of these times, I'm gonna have We're to gonna meet up with you. We're gonna get you there, man. We're gonna yeah, get you. Yeah, yeah. I gotta meet you, man. Meet you and everybody else, if, especially because you got other content creators that I've been talking to, and just other people through the chats too. That's just the content creators. We're all just one big family, you know. So, exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah, this guy does a community. whole lot. This guy does a whole lot outside of the whole YouTube thing, man. Just meeting up at the games and tailgates. And if you ever checked out his social media and saw. How many people met up with each other and partied? It was just. We've been like pretty amazing... lucky, man. We've been pretty oh, yeah. lucky with the, with what we put together. So and that that's and that's what it's about. Like I used to be, if I wanted to go to a Niners game, I would have to fly from Texas to California or wherever they're playing, and I would a lot of times just go by myself because my family's got their job and their stuff, whatever else. And so, like, it was just me. And so, I wanted to create a space where there were people that are just you know single dudes or single ladies, or if they want to bring their family, that's cool too. We're going to build a community. So you're not traveling and going to games by yourself. We're going together. We're experiencing this together. And that's kind of what we put together. Yes, sir. So let me say what's up to this guy in the chat, Brandon Ferrigno. He says, what's up, Bashar and John Chapman from the Forever Faithful Podcast. Been on there a few times. Really good dudes. I'm him and Christian over there, Forever Faithful Podcast. Check them out. Subscribe to them. And yeah, man, um, a, lot of, a lot of awesome content creators and cool. Our fans are so much fun to hang out with. There's some crazy stuff being said in the chat. I'm trying to ignore it because I'm trying to stay on course with my questions. <laughs> but let me get let me get into this routine. Since you're doing everything full time now with the whole 49ers Rush podcast, um, what made you wake up one day? And I, I know you said something about how you had to stop, you know, being more committed to coaching. But what what told you to do a podcast? Was there anything that that you remember happening along the way? Yeah, it just like when so much of your life has been given to this sport, whether through coaching or playing, like it's, I just wanted to create and educate. And I had a couple buddies, shout out to Charles Barr. He's probably not watching this. He's the Eagles guy, but he was like, man, let's just jump on and talk football. Let's see what that is. Like, cause we would talk on the phone all the time about draft prospects and things along those lines. And it was just like, yeah, why not? Let's record it. Let's see if anybody wants to listen. Uh, let's see if it works out. And thankfully, you know, th that has kind of grown into organically, uh, something that's doing really, really well. And so, you know, we're growing. We're still trying to figure things out. I think we're pretty far from where we're supposed to be, but that's okay. Uh, you know, we're, we're just kind of striving for improvement, not perfection, and just constantly working towards that and allowing people to talk, right? People tell you, hey, it'd be cool if somebody could do this. All right, cool. Let's create that. Um, and that's kind of what we try to do. Man, you, you, you said something about an Eagles fan. I could have sworn. <laughs> I don't know if it was you. I don't know if it was you, but... Uh, maybe I'm I got it wrong, but I swear I saw a live podcast with you during the draft. So the, and and the other on the other half of the screen was some Eagles yep. fan drinking. It, dude, yep. I I forgot all about that. That's going way back, man. I forgot all yep, about, that's right. But that guy was that's cool. I like that. Charles. That guy was cool, man. He was funny. He made it interesting. I liked him. 
Yeah, he's he was awesome. Dude. Okay. But so before we get to the heavy football talk, I always throw a wrench into the to the um, conversation. So I'm a big pizza guy. I got a pizza oven in my Ooh. backyard and I've been making pizza. I've been watching all kinds of hundreds of videos on how to make New York pizza. So a lot of my pizza comes up about better than the local restaurants from time to time. But how about you, though? When, if you had a choice to go to the best New York style pizza restaurant or the best um, Chicago style deep dish restaurant, what would be your, be your choice? It's not even close. It's not even close. My claim to fame, okay? Partying with Frank Gore was incredible. Uh, We threw a meetup party in Chicago. I'm the biggest Chicago pizza guy there is. I know where you're going with this. We got together at Luminati's, which is incredible. And sure enough, you know, I posted hanging out at Luminati's with some Niners fans, whatever else. And Luminati's followed me. Uh, Like, I... I don't, I don't care. Like, I, awesome. 49ers players are great. That is one of my claims to fame still to this day. Luminati's Pizza Chicago. Giordano's the second. That's incredible as well. But, uh, yeah, man, Chicago pizza. I, I'll, I'll go down swinging on that one, man. I like New York pizza, <laughs> I brought the right but... guy on the show, man. If you only heard the pizza conversations <laughs> that we've had on here. I should, one of these days, I'll tag you with some of my pizza videos oh, and pictures. Go. They're on my Instagram. I'll show you one day. Maybe after the show later, I'll tag you. But, um. Yeah, it's. I remember they had meetups at Giordano's. Lou Malnati's is like a, so famous, Ooh. and you know, you just have to make sure if you have that Chicago style pizza, you know, you got just got to make sure you probably don't eat breakfast for the day. Maybe skip, might want to skip on lunch, you know, because uh, you literally talk about slices that are this thick. Oh, from time it's to time. beautiful, man. Yeah, it is a, it's, it's a work amazing. of art. Uh, one year uh, for my sure birthday, is. I had them flown down uh, Chicago. Oh, oh you did? Did they come birthday. out good when you had them shipped over? Yeah, they weren't near as good, but they were still delicious. I was okay. no, it's no complaint. All right, so I think it's time to do this now. We have to address the elephant in the room. <laughs> Debo Samuel is all I have to say. First thing that comes to mind when I say Debo Samuel. It's not going great. <laughs> and, you know, at first it was a lot of smoke and where there's smoke, there's fire. And it was the brother and then it was rumors and all that stuff. No, 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 no. Word of mouth from several reputable um, reporters, Tom Pelissero being among them. Debo requested a trade two weeks ago. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason action. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Dollars again. That's promo code Forty Niners for a first deposit matchup up to one hundred dollars over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. 
probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. And the 49ers knew that. All that's been out there. And Debo even came out today and tweeted, oh, if it don't come from me, the 49ers are my agent, then you don't have to worry about it. Then he deleted it right afterwards. It's out there. Debo wants to trade. Why does he want to trade? A lot of people are saying it's about money. I don't think it's about money as much as others do. He is saying he don't want to play running back anymore. He wants to be a true wide receiver and kind of prolong his career. We're in weird times right now, Bashar. It's a weird time right now. It's a very weird. It's like, can a 49er fan, I mean, not that we won the Super Bowl or anything, but hey, we had a, in my opinion, we had a successful season. Some very much so. otherwise, but like, you know, you want to say, hey, we have a lot to look forward to. Hey, you know, everything, all the hands are pretty much pointing towards Trey Lance as a quarterback. We don't have to worry about this whole Jimmy thing too much. As, you know, I know it's still a gray area about that, but you think, hey, we could build on this team. Like you say, make Trey comfortable, right? Yeah. Having Debo on the squad definitely would help make him a whole lot more comfortable than not having him. And it's just not, it's just, there's always this, during the season, the games, there's drama. You're, you feel like you got to take 20 painkillers, watch the games or drink or smoke, whatever. <laughs> and it's like, now in the off season, this is like, I, I probably got skinned like a damn crocodile or alligator right now after being a Niner fan. I don't know what to think anymore. Like, I don't know. Like, supposedly Debo wasn't happy with being used as a running back, but then I saw him in that Dallas game mic'd up. And he's like, give me the ball, give me the ball. And next thing you know, he's running Run into the end zone, so I don't even know what to think anymore. I think it's okay to to play both of these sides for Debo because, again, as an athlete or a coach, whatever, you're a warrior first. So when you're in that moment, you're going to do whatever the hell it takes necessary to win, and that's who Debo's always been. He doesn't go out of bounds. He fights for every yard. He runs through people, not around them. That's the mentality that has made Debo Debo. That's how he got his name. Now, here we are in the offseason. He's looking down the barrel of all these other guys getting paid, whether it's Tyreek Hill or Devontae Adams. And he's saying, man, running backs aren't getting anything. So if I want to get that long-term generational wealth, I got to start making more decisions. Now, I think that Debo's still going to play in the backfield for even if the 49ers trade him, which I still don't think that they're going to. But even if they do trade him, a team that acquires Debo is going to have to pay up big you mean to tell me that team's going to be fine with Debo not getting carries in the backfield and jet sweeps? I don't think so. That's part of his value that makes him so unique than other wide receivers. So he deserves to be paid. He deserves to be paid towards the highest limit of whatever's out there. But if you take away kind of one of the things he's best at, that might be problematic. I totally agree. And it's like, it's like, okay, you know, I, I, I keep in mind towards the end of the season, the last game, I didn't like it when we kept running Debo up the middle at times in the middle of the teeth of the defense. I love him on the outside and those jet sweeps, you know, in the outside zone runs, which is fine and dandy every now and then he can get a little nice inside run, but I just, I didn't, you know, I, was, I wanted us to keep the Debo as fresh as possible. Don't get why Kyle Shanahan doesn't alternate running backs like he should. That, that was a big question mark of mine during the season. And I'm thinking like, Hey, if Trey Lance is in the mix, we can use Debo more. So like a real, wide receiver would be used. You know, you, you would think that because, you know, Trey pushes the ball down the field. But, you know, this totally opens up doors for what the draft is going to look like. And we're going to do a mock draft pretty soon. And uh, it's, it's going to be it's crazy. Wild. These next eight days, 
Bashar, are going to be. You can't predict anything. You remember when Jimmy G was the controversial topic? Now throw that out the window. That, that's that's small potatoes, exactly, right? Exactly. Debo is the face. Debo is the offense. We don't make it to the playoffs last year without Debo, let alone win against Dallas, which he had the play of the game. Uh, then you can look at the Packers game, right, which we won. He was returning kickoffs. Getting, I mean, offense couldn't do anything. He was the only person doing any single thing positively offensively the guy did he's done it all he deserves to get paid and i understand fans want to go 100 against whoever asks for more i get that oh it's about the front of the jersey not the back of the jersey they're right but this is a grown man's business and fans don't usually throw up their arms whenever the 49ers or any team for that matter releases player before the contract it's not about <laughs> i mean you know what i mean it works both ways so Cooler head should prevail. I do believe Debo will sign and stay with the 49ers because the 49ers have all the leverage. He can do all these whatever. That's fine. But it's in his best term interest to sign with the 49ers. It's in the 49ers' best interest to sign Debo. I think eventually this will work out because, again, it's not like the DeForest Buckner situation because they're not allowing the agent to pursue a trade. They did with DeForest Buckner. He went out and worked his own trade with the Colts and contract before the trade was announced. As of now, they are not allowing the agent of Debo to talk to any other teams. That's good that you threw that out there. A lot of people haven't said that. I've been watching so many podcasts about this, right? and you're the first person I heard here brought that up. And that, that def, in general, I kind of thought because of the new CBA rules and the way CBA is set up now, that the 49ers you know, have more leverage. With Way this whole more. Debo, yeah, with this whole Debo thing, and Way and I, I never want to see Debo traded. I've been tweeting this, been telling people, but but if push comes to shove, and it's and they have no choice in the matter, but I don't think they do. I think you know, like you said, we have the leverage. I don't want a king's ransom though. I don't want no itty bitty stupid trade that we did with Defoe or anything like that. Um, there is a question in the chat that I want to address really really quick. It's, I'm not gonna really be taking too much questions because we kind of have a set schedule today, but. We do have this from Kenny. Uh, where is he? Oh, he said something right here, which is pretty cool. Oh, I love always it, Kenny. John Thank you, man. And then, But he had a question. I didn't put up the question. Kenny's awesome. He's a great dude. Here we go. Kenny says, releasing Jimmy G would free up some cap space. Why do you think they are holding on to Jimmy or and draft picks for Debo? Yeah, so. great question, Kenny. So here's the issue. Yes, whenever if Jimmy did get released, which I don't think they will do, you would save about $25 million cap space. But here's the issue. If you look at the contract, you can release Jimmy now or all the way up to the initial 53-man roster right before week one. You don't save a penny more or a penny less. So there's no need to act harshly. You're going to get that cap space if you wanted to release him. Now, the issue is I don't think Kyle will. I think Kyle will would rather keep him as the quarterback two this year, then just release them outright. And I, I think the draft trade, I still do think Jimmy gets dealt draft day. I don't think the Panthers go quarterback with their first round pick. They don't have a second round pick. They don't have a third round pick. I think eventually that trade will take place, uh, but not as confident as it used to be. Uh, but I do think that he will get dealt. And anytime he gets traded, the 49ers will have to eat some of that cap space uh, just through negotiations. I think they'll probably end up keeping about seven to 10 million of that. Um, but yeah, there's if you are going to release Jimmy, no reason to do it now. Why not just keep his rights, hold on to him, and then if an injury or something does happen, God forbid, then you could trade him. You have those rights. Zero added benefit for the 49ers to release him right now. Okay, uh, we're going to get into the mock draft pretty soon, but we'll stay on this topic really quick because we have an interesting comment that popped up on the screen. That we week in and week out, I have my lone Jimmy supporter pop up during my streams. I love and Jimmy. 
so so this guy pops up and says prius game says this guy is wrong we don't make the playoffs without jimmy oh jimmy was a part of that yeah he would he probably had some of his best games down the stretch of the regular season there's no doubt about that i love jimmy i'm so thankful for what jimmy garoppolo has done for this franchise and we should look back on jimmy in a very favorable way but the 49ers have spoken in the fact that they didn't see Jimmy as the quarterback of the future. They love Jimmy, but the injuries were a concern, which reared their ugly head again this year. Um, and now the surgery for sure. I love Jimmy. I'm so thankful for Jimmy. But it is time to move on because of what they spent on Trey. And that's not a negative. I, I hope Trey, I hope Jimmy gets dealt to a place where he can start. And I hope that he does very, very well. Um Jimmy, I, I'm a big Jimmy guy. I've got Jimmy jerseys. My son's got Jimmy jerseys. Like, I, I love the dude. However, it is time to move forward. And I think with the moves that the front office made, they have reciprocated that. And I think that's what's going to happen. Okay, so you heard it from John. There he goes. So let, let's get started with this mock draft because um, I don't know. I don't think we have time to do two, but if we do have time, I'm good at knocking them out quick. If we do have time to do two, we might do one. With Debo, assuming Debo is being traded, but I don't think he's going to be traded. And you kind of you feel that way too. So <laughs> let me go ahead. Let me go ahead and share my screen. It's a wild day, guys. It's a wild day, you know. So let's let me go ahead and share my tab and get this PFF mock draft going. And our GM is going to be John, none other than John Chapman for the 49er Rush podcast. And so this this is how about we do this draft without trades? Would you be okay with that? Sure, let's do it. Man. Okay, this You're draft is assuming everything's fine and dandy. Debo Samuel, you know, they buttered him up and he's happy-go-lucky and we're good to go. So we're going to do the fast version, seven rounds, and with the 49ers, obviously, let's go. I love it, man. I'm excited. I'm Me excited. Too. I'm excited, too. So we're going to skip these trades and we're going to start draft. Here we go. And, you know, I'll say this, too. Whatever you're doing these mock drafts and you're not doing trades up and down and all those things, What it do, don't pay so much attention to the players that we're going to select, even though they're important. Pay attention to the positional players that are available and the targets that we're looking at in each round of this draft. Excellent way of putting it. So um, let me zoom in on my screen just a little bit. So with the in the with the sixty first first pick, I see uh, first guy I see Brian Asamoah from line, linebacker from Oklahoma State, Oklahoma that is. Ooh, After I'm that, some I players see players I like there: Troy Anderson, UC Kingsley, and Jalen Tolbert. Yeah. I see Nick Cross at safety for Maryland. Yeah, it's a little too early for Nick Cross for me. I do like him a lot. He's mm -hmm. a good fit. Troy Anderson, linebacker. I don't want to draft a linebacker this early, but the 49ers did have an official meeting with him. Mm -hmm. I think that's key. Can we see which wide receivers are available? And this is even if we're keeping Debo Samuel, I still believe wide receiver is a very heavy, influential position that they can pick. Jalen Tolbert out of Tolbert, South Alabama. John Mechie. Ooh. I like Jalen Colbert a lot. Yeah, Calvin I'm Austin. not really seeing anybody there that jumps off the screen too much. I do like Alec Pierce mm -hmm. uh, for Cincinnati, who I saw peep, peep his head down there. Um, they rank him a little lower, but I like him a lot. Um, man, there's some good spots here, man. What about interior offensive linemen? Can we look at centers or guards? Because, again, we're not sure. This is another question mark. We're not sure Alex Mack is coming. Exactly. We're not. We are not sure Alex Mack is coming. So, like, that's another thing that, you know, could be – oh, Dylan Parham. He is really, really high on my board. I have him number 40 overall. But I do like Donovan West. Not at this 61 spot, though. Cam mm -hmm. Jurgens, Cole Strange. There's some targets there. There really are some targets there. Um, let's go back. One more thing I want to look at before we uh, make a decision. Let's go to the uh, – what's it called? Cornerback position. 
I want to see right. those corners. Corners. We have Marcus Jones. Ooh, I like Tariq him. Woolen. Wow, Tariq Woolen there. That's interesting. I don't think he's the best fit. Uh, I wouldn't want to spend this pick on him either. Whew, this is rough, man. This is a tough decision right here. Bashar, what are you leaning? Uh, I, I don't know my role here if I'm the GM. Oh, no, you're the GM. You're the GM. You're the GM. You're the GM. Okay. Yeah, I don't, so. don't want to step on any toes. No, no, you're, you're, you're the GM in this. I really don't like the way that – let's keep scrolling down on the uh, – right there on the okay. best players available. Let's keep going. Zach Tom, Jamari Sawyer, Dylan Just Parham. Just make sure something's not there. Let's keep going. Because Marcus right Jones. now I'm leaning best player on my board, and I mm -hmm. think I'm going to make that decision, and then people might get mad at me. It's not sexy, but the 49ers, since they've shown up, almost every single pick besides Trey Lance, the first pick in the draft, mm -hmm. has been on an offensive line or defensive line player, exactly. and nothing's going to change here. With the number 61 pick, the 49ers in this mock draft with my buddy Bashar here. We're going to take center Dylan Parham out of Memphis. Dylan Parham. player on my big board. There Hell you go. Yeah. If, if Alex Mack comes back, he can help with guard. He can be a backup. He can redshirt. 49ers like that process. If he leaves right there, plug and play, he steps in. I freaking love it. Okay. Hey, I'm, a, I'm all about the trenches, so I have no problem with that pick. All I know right. it's not the sexy pick. I played O-line in high school, and I also started off playing D-line, so I'm all about the line. we got Marcus Jones. Um, we're obviously not going to take Carson Strong. Um, no. Keelan, Keelan Dice from Arizona State, tackle. Fun player right there. We don't need center now. Ooh, to me, Dominique Robinson out of Miami, edge Ohio. Of Miami, edge out of Miami. player. Miami, That's Ohio. a big one. I'm so right Phillips, now, I Barbara see two guys I really, really like. I like D'Angelo Malone as D'Angelo well. Malone. There you go. Jalen Armour Davis. Danny oh, Gray. I like Dows. Malone much more. Than that Dominique Robinson. Oh, you do like Malone better. Though. Okay, okay. I do. I do. The 49ers uh, met with Malone too, right? Yes, they did. He's got mm -hmm. freakish speed. Freak, freak, freak. Mm. Can we go to corner? Can we look at yeah, corner yes, again? Yes, we can. Uh, nickel corner is a really big one for me. That's mm -hmm. something that I really look at heavily. I know some other people are like, ah, oh, nickel doesn't really matter. I love Marcus Jones. Um, let's see. What else we got? Oh, man. The question Cordell here comes, Flat. Yeah, Cordell Float. I think he's a fun guy. Man, Cam Taylor Britt's gone. Kobe Bryant. So here's my question. I'm, I'm going to you. I need some help. You're the president of the operations. Bashar. <laughs> All, right. All right, here we go. What do we value more? Do we do we value another speed edge guy, even though we've got a bunch of them, but it's a more premium position, or do we want Marcus Jones, who we could plug in and start right now at the slot position? I'm going to say stands out to you. We do have a lot of filling guys now. Now that we got, you know, I forgot the guy's name from the Colts. Kamoko Turi. Kamoko Turi. Yeah. Now we got him in the mix with Omenahue saying he's primed for even a better season, you know. So you know we got we got a few guys on the outside that can, that can fill in. So I'm not too worried, but I, you know I def I definitely would like Mark I, guy a, a big time guy to help out Bosa. But this Marcus Jones pick looks like more of a need, you know. So, yeah, so. and that's how the 49ers draft as well. Mm -hmm. I, I think that there's going to be some options. I do like D'Angelo Malone, but we're picking here in about 12 picks. So okay. we're at 93, then we're 105. So I took so Marcus Jones. So That's my man. I love go. it. All right. And now hopefully one. Oh, look at that. Dominique Robinson still there on the board. These are the conversations that front offices will have. Who do we think will fall? Right? So let's scroll right. down that edge. Right now I'm leaving Dominique Robinson. If Malone is still there, then I'm going Malone. Is Malone I'm there? Sorry. I it don't looks think like Malone's he gone. Went. He's gone. Yeah, he's gone. They took him. Yeah, <laughs> what they did to my boy. All right, <laughs> <They had> uh, <laughs> all right. Yep, let's right here. We're going edge, Dominic let's Robinson. I've got a From third Miami, round Ohio. on him. I love it, man. So we've That's got great. our great edge guy. We got our corner slot corner, and we got our guard slash center. 
Ooh, Kellen Deesh still there. That dude Kellen is, Deesh is still there. Falling. He's still there. How do we feel about uh, you know Mike McGlinchey and his injury? Mm-hmm. And that's a rough one. I really do like uh, Deesh. Let's look at the wide receiver position sure, because sure. that's one that man I'd love to to grab somebody I like. But mm-hmm. oh, Tyquan Thornton's Kevin there. Austin Jr. from Notre Dame. I like him. I love Tyquan Thornton. Velas Jones met with the 49ers today. Okay. There's a lot of wide receivers there. So I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to wait. We I'm going off the tackle. We have Jalen, don't call me Jesse Naylor. Ah, <laughs> I love it. I love okay, it. So you're going off as a tackle. Let me I'm go going back off to the tackle. Okay, I, let me I go back to another great fit. Kellen Deesh. Kellen Deesh. We're going to do it. He's the highest player available best pick available on uh, from pro football focus okay. i like him a lot as well um you know w- where i have him oh good and, and he and he fits our zone scheme would you say pretty much yes okay oh, there's a yeah. lot of o-line available in this round Whoa. yeah so we're done we're not touching o-line we're not again. touching o-line yeah. we got interior we got outside i want to go back to wide receiver i see ty sure. chandler i see yes, outside chandler. there's some guys there man did all our wide receivers went didn't they Try, yep. Danny Gray's gone. I was uh, yeah. Reggie Roberson. Trade it up. We should trade it up. What, what's your take on Reggie Roberson? I, 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 I haven't watched him too much. I know that he was mm-hmm. opposite Danny Gray, and he yeah. popped on film. But as mm-hmm. far as like a deep dive into him, I haven't gone into. Yeah, I feel very discouraged uh, at too. our wide receiver options. I, I feel like way. I have. I have I failed us. Uh, this might be the last year at GM. <laughs> hey, I but this is assuming Debo's still there. So. Yeah, that that's that's a, a assuming that's a big assumption, right? Exactly, now. exactly. Now, if I'm looking at best available running back, Brian Robinson Jr. is my best available running Alabama. back. However, I would prefer Ty Chandler in our offense. So exactly. I'm going to go Ty Chandler out of North okay. uh, North Carolina. We're going with the Ty speed, Chandler, one cut runner. Like him a lot, man. I feel so bad. Yeah, when about I was on the, when I was on the walk draft with 49ers cutback, they were really big on Ty Chandler, and we took him so. I like him out. Let's look at the safety yeah. position. Oh, yeah. We haven't addressed that. Man, I, I feel so bad about wide receiver, man. We, I, we I am the same it. way. I'm the same way. I'm the same Leon way. Leon O'Neal. I don't Leon need O'Neal. to see anything else. I 49ers uh, met with him not once, but twice. Tell me about this I, guy. I don't know much about him. He, if you look at the metrics, you don't really like him a lot. He's a mm-hmm. huge instinctual kind of all-around better football player than a safety. Missed tackles are a concern. But he is somebody that has the it, whatever that is. Like, he is a better football fact. player than safety. And I hate Texas a and I'm a Longhorn. So uh, we, we could kind of look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's go back to wide receiver. We, we got to pluck oh, one. Yeah, we got let's, back, let's go back wide receivers. Here. 220 and 221. Let's scroll down. You know, a lot of these guys I haven't really watched and uh, scouted mm-hmm. on. I did 200 players this year on my draft book. Um, oh, wow. I, yeah, so That's I did a lot. A lot. So, man, let's scroll back up a little ways. Let's look at Reg- Reggie Robeson. Let's go. Reggie. Yeah, let's go SMU. Why not? It might be a little early. Yeah. Let's get him, baby. Let's get let's him. Get him. Yeah, because now we're in the 200s, and when you're in the 200s, you pretty much – Right. You know, there's not really much that goes into – it's more of who you like. More into, more All right, we're looking at the big board. Oh, we got Curtis Brooks there. We got Tyler Davis-Price. This is where we're just kind of looking for, man, what's somebody that's going to have oh, the type of metrics? Noah, Noah Ellis. All the way down here. Let's That's go with bad. the Vandals. Man, the last time we drafted a Vandal, was that Mike Uapati? Are you just saying that because because I bring it up? Because I, I just see his name out here. I was, I was surprised. Yeah, go ahead and oh. click on his. Let's All look right. at some of his profile metrics. Yeah. We need defensive tackle guys. We could use Six depth. foot four, 346. I He's heard a, a plugger. 
I heard he's some DJ Jones comparisons from a friend of mine, but I'm not sure how true it is, but that's what he was telling me. About. I haven't watched his tape, yeah. and that's the thing. Once you get down here, I did 200 players, and now we're over here picking. Yeah. I think we're at 221. So exactly. some of those guys will fall, but again, once you get to this point, you're drafting metrics. You're trying to find somebody that's going to fit. So I'll let's miss- go Noah Ellis. I'm on Noel. Okay, so we're going to pick Noel. All right, cool. Awesome, yeah. Let's do this. All right, so we're 221st pick right now, and who's available? Let's check it out. Boom. Now, I think we're down at the end now. This oh, is 262. Uh, no, I'm not no- drafting a punter. I'm not drafting a punter. <laughs> I was gonna bring, you read my mind. I was going to bring up Bad Horizon. <laughs> no. no. Oh, man, that's too funny. Okay, so who's available? We got Marquise Bell, Florida AM safety. Let's look at some of these uh, corner. Let's look at Vincent oh, yeah. Gray. Let's click on hey, his Gray uh, right here? corner out of Michigan. Michigan Again, 6 2, 192. I'm going to say no. Uh, we have been oh, going after okay. small corners. I don't think that's really what they want. Six, six foot. That's kind of where they want. Uh, let's keep scrolling down. Let's keep going down. Uh, oh, linebacker. Yeah, Nephi Sewell. Nephi Sewell, you like that him? That is. Yes, Panay Sewell's. Uh, oh, that's bro. right. That's right. So, yeah, six foot, mm-hmm. 226. Yeah. Let's go with it, man. Uh, their linebacking it. core at Utah, that defense was a lot of fun. Special teamer. Let's bring it in here. Let's see it. PFF always grades these rough. Let's see how we did. How yeah, are you feeling look, about it, Bashar? I'm feeling good, but usually I do go. I'll, I'll be honest, in my, in my previous drafts, usually by round three, I picked a pretty decent wide receiver with some flash to him. So, I didn't really get, we didn't really get that in this draft. So so let's see what they did. They gave us we a got C a couple pl- big value picks there. There's no yeah. doubt about that. They gave us a C plus plus for the Dylan Parham pick. Um, I've had that from time to time. Marcus Jones got an A. Um, Dominic Robinson B. My biggest thing Chandler. that I dislike about this draft is wide receiver neglect. We yeah. thought that we were going to be able to get one, um, and we went Ty Chandler over a wide receiver, and we lost it. And so that's where it went wrong. And that's why you do these. You do these, exactly. and you're like, man, if we wait that long, it's too long. We waited too long, man. We waited too long. <laughs> All right, so we got to be. We got to be. So our probably biggest value pick was probably the um, – they liked what we did with Kellen Dice and Marcus Jones. Those were our biggest value, according to their metrics. So sometimes we think about scheme when we draft these guys, and mm-hmm. PFF doesn't take that into account for whatever reason. You know, case in point, your Ty Chandler pick was more of a scheme pick, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to uh, – so, I don't think we have time to do another one, but we'll just what we'll probably do is just um Man, I'll tell you what though, like I, I've done quite a few of these mock drafts on all the different sites, and the more and more you do it, the more familiar you get with these players, the more familiar you get. Okay, if we do this here, that means that there. And so the 49ers do the same thing. Every NFL team, they sit down and do mock drafts, just like we just did. They do the same thing to try to figure out, okay, what happened if this and that. And figure those things out. So uh, that, that that was fun. I enjoyed it. I, I grade my. I, I don't like my final results, but uh, it was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, that's for hey, for the record. Um, that's the uh, first second time we did a mock draft on the show. So oh, what's been, up? Been a lot of fun. Yeah, I, lo- I love it. I think it's awesome. So if you guys have questions in the chat, we can do that because we're not gonna be on here for too much longer. And I'm sure there's other stuff that we can cover. Um, let me ask you this because I'm a, I'm a big Christian Watson fanboy. If you have a different fanboy player of your of yours, you can go ahead and talk about that. But in general, what could you just give us a rundown on Christian Watson? And so say, for example, we got we were unlucky and we had to trade Debo. Would you be OK with us trading him around one? Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. You know, I have Christian Watson rated as my 33rd player. OK, so I might be just a little bit. I don't, I don't know the right word for it. Um, a little Bias? bit lower on him uh, than others. 
But again, I don't think 33 is a bad spot for him. If I look at just his metrics, like again, um, he reminds me of a better Devontae Parker, but he's again, huge height, weight, speed. And it's it's it, the one thing that I will say that's interesting for him is there's not a lot of there's not a lot of comparables that has the 6-4-208-438 speed. There's not a lot of them. You gotta go Megatron, but that doesn't really fit the way that he plays. So I love him. 49ers had an official interview with him. I'd love to pair him with Trey Lance. That would be incredible. But I'm telling you right now, there is zero percent chance that you can get him at 61. So if that's somebody that you want, you got to trade up. Exactly. possible you know if debo does go i don't think he will but if he does that'd be a target i like that you said debay hey, i was thinking about the ebay symbol or something <laughs> that'd be <good> me. <laughs> i hope he doesn't put himself on ebay on the market oh, right man that's yeah. basically what he's doing right exactly all right so uh, today actually since my eyes got really big about this whole wide receiver thing i pulled up names of guys who you'd possibly draft in round one first one was christian watson because i'm a big christian watson fan but i love the whole idea of him possibly being paired back up with Trey Lance. They only played one one year with each other, but I just think that would be a great combination. They're actually good buddies. So we got names like Garrett Wilson. We got um, Garrett Wilson with the, from Ohio State, 4.3840. You got Drake London from USC. You got Traylon Burks, bigger, 6'2", 225 guy, runs a 4'5". You got Chris Olave, more of that slender, a quick hitch guy, 6'1", 194, 4.3940. Jahan Dotson uh, with yeah. a great burst at 4.340. James Williams from Alabama with that crazy speed and height. That's 16. my wide receiver one. Oh, James that's Williams. okay. So yeah. out of all these names, this, James Williams is the guy who you jump into round one for. Jameson Williams. But the problem is he tore his ACL. Not going to be ready till probably November this year. But I think he's going to be the best wide receiver in this class. Now, if I'm stepping in to Kyle Shanahan's body and I am judging wide receivers, He's going to love Traylon Burks. You want that physical run-through tackles, yards-after-catch guy? Nobody does it better than Traylon Burks in this class. Now, he's not your prototypical wide receiver, doesn't get a lot of separation, but stop me if you've heard those things before with 49ers wide receivers. You get the ball oh, in yeah. his hands, he's a bully, and he just bosses people around. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that, that's good Good that you brought that up, you know, who? because who would Kyle Shanahan take if yeah. those names were, were at his disposable, you know? Disposal, not disposable. <laughs> I was going to say, um, <laughs> do, doing these mock drafts a lot, I was going to tell you um, with the whole, you know, I noticed something like at times, like I'll do a mock, do like two mock drafts in one day or three mock drafts in one day, and a lot of the same players show availability within certain rounds. It's almost like the the, the mock draft is like repeated for me. It feels like Groundhog did. Groundhog Day doing yep. the same thing over and over again, but I noticed those metrics change uh, sometimes week by week or every two weeks. Have you noticed that yeah, same as well? Yeah, they're yeah. updating them and they're getting better. That's the thing mm -hmm. that's going on out there. As as more chatter comes out, whether it's through NFL Network or ESPN or some of these top draft agencies that put work out there, like it it, it starts to kind of solidify. We start not necessarily understanding what players are going to be there at sixty one, but getting a group of players about twenty or so that are kind of worthy of that 61 pick, and you start to kind of solidify that. Like Pro Football Focus, they had like a third-round grade on Christian Watson for like two months. And so every mock draft you did, Christian Watson was there at 61. I remember and I'm that. sorry, that's just not realistic. Yeah. Okay, we're going to wrap this up pretty soon. I've got one more question for you about the draft. Um, so say we're in round two. Say you pretty much have it in, you know, it's pretty much written stone. The 49ers are probably going to go edge. Who would you take at edge with the 61st pick? Oh, 
Um, so I'll, I'll tell you my edge rankings at that point. Um, I think these three would be ideal. It would be Arnold Ebicady, which I think would be gone as well. He's kind of the Christian Watson of the edge position. Drake Jackson out of USC. I think it's a real possibility to be there at 61. He's not that speed edge guy that we, you know, kind of want the D Ford model, but he's a complete edge with elite bend and size. He's more of a complete defensive end. I would love to get him and Boya Mafe. Boya Mafe out of Minnesota. He is that D Ford elite burst, elite first step, quickness, hyper athlete. That would be ideal. I'm not sure any of those make it to 61, but if one of those three do, you'll see me tweeting like a crazy person for the 49ers to take them. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to be checking that out. And yeah, Boy Boff is one of the guys that I saw popped up a lot and I actually took the time to watch. So def- I think that'd be really nice if we were lucky enough to get him at that spot. Okay, so we're going to wrap this up um, pretty much. Do me a favor, um, plug everything about your upcoming draft party that you're doing in Vegas. You can mention your website. I have um, the links to his social media in the description box of this video. Feel free to subscribe and check out all his social media. And go ahead, man. It's all yours. Yeah, you want to party with two 49ers players? I think we have seven content 49ers creators coming out. Uh, going to be an incredible time. 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Days one and day two of the draft. Now, if you cannot make it to Vegas, we're going to be streaming live. Uh, we're going to have Fred Warner on the podcast, on the show. We're going to have Elijah Mitchell on the show. And so if that's what you want to see, you can check out our YouTube channel. Just type in John Chapman or 49ers Rush Podcast. You'll see our channel. Hit subscribe. Uh, we'll be live for, I don't know, well over 11 hours draft weekend. All Niners coverage days one and day two of the draft. I'm I'm going to definitely be checking that out, man. Without a doubt. If I'm not watching that stuff live on my computer, I'll go back and rewinding it and doing all the fun stuff. Um, a lot of, shout out to all the content creators who plan on doing big live draft shows. Let me say what's up to Corey really quick. He's been on the show before. Good buddy of mine. I'd like to have you on this uh, Warriors playoff run. He knows a lot about the Warriors and the 49ers. So good dude. Uh, just want to say, hey, I'm extremely thankful to having you on, John. I admire you, your amazing football knowledge, your the, your breakdowns and your videos are second to none. They're really good, you know. Uh, you know, a lot of people have, have told you that, and and yeah, I know you're a really modest person. You're a great family man. You Thanks, know, man. you believe, you know, you have excellent faith in God that we all appreciate, and it's just been awesome. I barely know you, but I feel like I've known you for a long time. How about that, man? Bashar, this is an absolute pleasure, man. I appreciate your positivity and just the role that you play here in this community. It's awesome uh, bringing people together. And man, it, it's this is refreshing, man. I, I get so happy, you know, joining shows and just building the community, which congratulations to you, man. Keep doing what you're doing. I really appreciate it, man. It's been an honor to have to known you on here and have you on. With that said, guys, thank you guys, everybody in the chat. We're, we're hyped up for this draft coming up. Um, thank you guys for watching 49er Minded, where we get into the minds of 49er fans. So keep repping those 49ers and stay 49er Minded. Peace. Just want to say thanks for watching and supporting the 49ers Rush Podcast channel. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, please do so in the middle of your screen now. And here are a few extra videos if you want to check that out for some more 49ers content. Just want to say thank you. And as always, stay strong, faithful. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.